Hello and welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester and in today's episode we're talking about enterprise customers and how data-driven services can add more and more benefit in this space in the market. I'm joined today by Dave Hopping. He's the CEO of the Regional Solutions and Services Division at Siemens Smart Infrastructure. Dave, thanks for joining us. John, pleasure to be here. I look forward to the discussion. Me as well. I'm excited to have you here. You're all the way uh, from the other side of the pond, we would say, uh, and, and getting used to our time zone here. So I have the first question, which is today around enterprise customers. We're talking about enterprise customers specifically. What is an enterprise customer? Yeah, it's a good question because uh, there's there's a lot of people who have diff different definitions for enterprise customers, but it's um, it's near and dear to, to my heart because it's one of our key strategies that we have. But Basically, for me and for us as a business, enterprise customers are those customers that have some type of fleet of assets. Um, can, obviously, we're talking about buildings here. It can be buildings in a wide geographic area. It can either be regionally, nationally, or globally. And then for us, they have some type of centralized decision-making, some centralized control thought process. So it's um, these large regional global clients that need uh, assistance and it's not point by point solution, but more there's a standardization approach tied to it. All right, so lots of different assets. They could be spread across a city, spread across a country, spread across the world, but with that centralized decision-making hub, which is an important. Yeah, it's not always centralized decision-making. We'd like for it to be. Yep. Um, some customers, some vertical markets, they, they have more decentralized, but, but it is a, a fleet of buildings, as you mentioned. Yep. I understand. Now, they have a lot of challenges, of course, like every building owner does. What are the different challenges that an enterprise customer with this fleet of, of assets has compared to a single building, a single asset owner? Yeah, well, a lot of that we see is, uh, first of all, they have a lot of assets, so they have a lot of buildings all, all around, and, and they deal with um, efficiency, standardization. Sometimes uh, people in their local buildings want to do their own thing, which um, is great for empowerment, but at the same time, it's not the most efficient way uh, to run the business. And a lot of building owners also are trying to reduce operating costs. So what we see in the enterprise uh, customers is that they're trying to run their buildings more centrally with less FTEs, less people, you know, um, in their buildings around the world. This makes them more productive and more cost effective in their marketplace. Yeah, right. So energy efficiency or cost efficiency you mentioned there, but also, uh, you know, the, the assets efficiency when it comes to maintenance staff, when it comes to resources invested then to manage that. How, so how do we start to solve these topics? Because as you mentioned, you're, you're making sometimes centralized, sometimes decentralized or regional decisions, which then have to be implemented across lots of different buildings. How do we start to, to work on these kinds of challenges? You know, what are some of the enablers that, that make this possible? Well, John, it really depends what you're talking about and it depends also on the vertical market. And let me just give you a couple examples. Um, from an energy sustainability decarbonization perspective, Obviously, there's a lot of industrial global companies that want to decarbonize. And, um, and here they're looking mainly at a pragmatic approach. So how can you help me reach my carbon reduction goals, similar to what we have in Siemens, you know, to be carbon neutral by 2030. But they're looking for a team that they can, that they can work with that has consulting capabilities that can help them solve their problems and then implement it and deploy it on a local regional basis. Then when you get into more, I would say, the core building technologies, whether it's automation, fire, security, or even some of the digital service capabilities, which can be asset performance or energy 
sustainability, they want to take advantage of the technology trends. You know, they want to be able to uh, deploy the value propositions more centrally. They want to take advantage of, of technology. They want to be able to deploy uh, new business models that lowers their first cost. And then they want to be able to compare their assets, you know, asset to asset. Uh, it can be building to building or it can be even within the building like comparing all of their pumps across all of their assets to see what's operating the most effectively, why one is more op uh, operating more effectively than the other, and so just to continue to squeeze cost and energy savings out of their um, uh, out their out of their fleet of buildings or assets. So these are some of the uh, some of the uh, the reasons they're looking at this and some of the value they're trying to get out of uh, running an enterprise type business. I understand. You mentioned three things there. You mentioned uh, different technologies. Yeah, I mentioned a lot. No, but this is good. Yeah, yeah. I, I like a lot of things because that means the conversation <laughs> is an easy one because yeah. that's one of the exciting things about this is we do have so many technology trends they're pushing and I'll ask a, a little bit more in a second. Uh, we also mentioned benchmarking there, which is an in, important piece also. Uh, and then that ability for us to reach those, those broad corporate goals, like you mentioned as well. Uh, it's, I wouldn't say that it's easy, but somehow it's easier to say we're going to be carbon neutral by 2030, by 2050, but this is not an easy thing to achieve. So let's attack that one first. What, what are some of the challenges that come with those kind of global corporate statements that really drive this partnership that you talked about, that really enable the, that, that collaboration between these two, you know, a, a company like Siemens and, and a customer looking for, to achieve these kinds of goals? Yeah, one of the one of the things on the uh, uh, decarbonization sustainability is that we're, we're probably the best organization, and if we're not the best, we're one of the uh, the top through that can actually help a customer globally in this, just because of our footprint. And in our in our solution service business uh, RSS, we have a very local business, so we're the local. We have the local footprint, the local expertise. This this is one of the things that customer customer would look at in in ourselves. The second is. It's difficult. It's not as easy as it says. I think you made the comment. It's super easy to say we want to decarbonize. But what's the business case? You know, everybody wants to do it until they see the business case. So people are looking at what are those innovative solutions, those innovative technologies that can make the business case better, you know, the return uh, on assets. The second is, and I can't underestimate, you can't underestimate this enough, there's a lot of consulting that needs to be done and how they want to manage their business. I mean, you, you can imagine if you're doing this for an auto manufacturer, you know, they want to decarbonize Ford Motor Company, BMW, Mercedes, they all have uh, sustainability decarbonization goals, but they also have a business to run. So you can't, you can't uh, interrupt their business uh, process. So you also have to know their specific market. And that takes a lot of knowledge of knowing how automotive works versus how a hospital works, or maybe an office building, you know, it's substantially different. So you have to have the vertical market know-how, you have to have the global footprint, you have to have the consultative ability and knowledge to be able to deploy it. And then once you deploy it in one location, how can you take that from location to location to speed up the process, the clock speed, and, and make it efficient for the customer? This, this all ties into it. And then on top of all of this, do you have the the digitalization and the technology that can help them monitor, track, control, and do analytics on their asset and their buildings, and even provide them flexibility of, of how they'll buy power, where they'll, where they'll buy power on a regular basis. So there's a lot that goes into it, but it's it's definitely not as easy as it sounds. It's not a simple thing, absolutely. No, no. So after you've had that conversation, you understand the vertical, the, the, the goals of the customer. Uh, you understand what they're trying to achieve, how to keep their business running you know, in parallel with trying to reach these sustainability goals. We know what we're trying to do. 
What are some of the technologies that now enable that? Where are we today compared to where we were perhaps five or 10 years ago that really enable us to start taking action and, and enable some of these activities? Yeah, well, we start with maybe the, the, the simpler things, and that is on the demand side. We have a lot of history on just energy efficiency, you know, um, doing mechanical electrical retrofits, our building automation systems from our partners with a BP does a tremendous amount. You know, most buildings can save 30%, you know, very quickly. So you can do a demand side program. Then you move into the supply side, how our customers is buying power, what type of power they're using. Now it's very important to have a lot of flexibility in the use of power. People want to bring renewables in, sustainability a target. But to have a lot of flexibility, you also need to have some storage because you have to be able to use power when you need it. And you have to be able to manage of how you buy, when you buy. And then the third piece that's really coming into play now is more digitalization and analytics on assets, which you can do more predictive measures of how you should run an asset based on, for example, weather forecast or the production schedule, or even the use of, a, of an office building. And so the digital and the analytics is coming into play. So you got to look at the demand side, the supply side, and the digital overlay on top of it. And these, are, these three things really need to all come into play together if you really want to um, get to carbon neutral. Mix, yeah, mix together and, and, and support each other along the way. And, and this last part brings me to this benchmarking, because you mentioned benchmarking before. And when you have a, a fleet of assets across the world, across a city, across a region, you really do have the opportunity to compare how things are working and find opportunities there. And you mentioned that digitalization layer. How important is that digitalization layer, the, the combination of things like IoT, like cloud capabilities to help a, a customer really deploy and scale, like you also mentioned, and take those, acti those actions, those activities? Well, it's, it's extremely important and I would say almost critical because um, first and foremost, you can now deploy digital analytics, we call them digital services, and you can squeeze out an additional 30% savings just by deploying those on assets and buildings. The second is if you really want to go to carbon neutral and deploy renewables, you need to have a flexible energy system. And the only way to have a flexible energy system is you have to have the analytics to know what the pricing is for that moment or the day in advance. You have to know what the weather forecast is gonna, gonna be. You have to know how the building is gonna be occupied and you need to have some predictive algorithms you know, to ensure you're making the right decisions to be able to, uh, to really decarbonize your plant. And then the third, back to your original question with enterprise customers, if you're, if you're benchmarking or you're controlling these assets from a central location, around the country or the world, you have to be able to reach into those buildings to be able to control, get information, make decisions. And the way you, you can do that, you know, um, is through cloud-based, you know, analytics and technologies today, where in the past you didn't have those capabilities. You had to go site to site. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a huge shift for, that we see in our, our industry today is, as you mentioned, you used to have, even if you had technology deployed, you had it deployed in that site. And unless you could run a cable between one or the other, this was a, an island somehow. And that ability for us now to drive connection, not just within that building, but then between the buildings is, is important. And you mentioned a really, a really interesting or really essential part as well. It's great to have a benchmark. It's great to have an overview, but you do still need to be able to dive into detail because without that ability to, to take action on site, you're still stuck with a summary and not able to take actions. How, how important is that last step? And, and, and how does that work also with you know, we, we, when we talk about analytics, when we talk about technology, this technology is only useful when we 
derive value from it when we have people who know what they're looking for and know what they're doing. How does that connect with the expertise and the understanding of, of the customer uh, and, and then the technology that they work together with? Yeah, well, it connects together. And, it, it, you know, I, I hate to keep saying this, but it also depends on how the customers are running, running their buildings. But we, we have something, we have 28 around the world of digital service centers. So we, we have people today that's overseeing and analyzing how a building is operating and then proactively contacting an owner if something needs to be adjusted or changed. In the future, what we're hoping is that this can become more predictive and utilizing machine learning, and then the, the action takes place, you know, almost on its, you know, on its own. But if you, if you don't have those those people connecting, whether it's us in our technology with our managed services and the ability to know how buildings operate with the owner and what they're trying to achieve, if you don't have that connection between the three, it, it becomes more difficult, especially for more complex buildings. Maybe some simpler buildings, you know, you can start even at residential or some simple mid-market. Maybe some of this analytics can be automatic in, in, in the future, but it's, it's, it's really this, um, um, this ecosystem of the three really makes a difference. Yeah, right. So no matter how good the technology, no matter how good the connection or even the, the analytics, you always need that understanding of the customer and the customer actively involved to really understand how it should work. Yeah, but we're seeing uh, as time goes along, we need less and less of that. We, we, you know, because the the technology getting is getting more advanced. You have more machine learning. It, everything becomes a little bit smarter. So systems are now able to anticipate something that needs to be done and take some action on their own. So I just don't want to leave the impression that you we have to have you know uh, that that oversight. Um, it's getting more and more advanced. But today you need to have a little of that. Yes, for sure. And that's the next big step for us: uh, machine learning driven algorithms, uh, that predictive or or preventative approach to really understand what's going to happen and taking actions to prevent that. Is that our our next big phase when we talk about this kind of overarching uh, enterprise approach? Absolutely. Uh, I've had many customers tell me directly they would love uh, to have the ability to run their buildings remotely, autonomously, and where they don't have to have people sitting in their buildings waiting for something to break, waiting for something to fail. And so I, th I think what we're really striving for is an autonomous operation of buildings and almost a technical virtual, virtual facility management uh, type operation. But the only way to do that is you need prediction and predictive algorithms so you can anticipate you know, when something's either gonna fail or needs to be adjusted. Understand. So in this space, in this enterprise space, uh, you know, the understanding of the customer and what they're trying to achieve is as essential, if not more essential than perhaps a single standalone. We have the technology, the next big steps are coming. Uh, and it's an exciting time, I guess, for our, for our industry to see how, how and where we end up in the next, in the next years, in the next months, to, to start deploying this technology more effectively and more broadly. Absolutely. I mean, we have customers today that's asking us for a open digital enterprise platform to run their buildings all over the world. And these are big, large financial bank institutions. These are large industrials in the pharma space. And I, I, I foresee over time, this digital platform will help these enterprise customers not only monitor, but operate their buildings from a central location autonomously. And, um, and they need a partner to do so. So um, 
we're optimistic we're on the right path and um, i think we can play a big role in that in the future perfect dave thanks so much for joining us today it was yeah. good fun yeah yeah i get the feeling we've got more conversations coming so i look forward to that but until then thanks again for sharing your time and your effort yeah and also a big thank you to all of you who are listening or watching us here remember to like share comment on this episode subscribe to us wherever you're watching or listening to this episode and look out for new episodes as they come every other week or so uh, until the next conversation we'll see you soon